Hi, this is Deep and this is Simar. You are listening to Glamour and Purpose podcast. So welcome. Hi everyone. This is Simar here. Today we have a very special guest. We've got Nathan here, Nathan McCullough. He's my hubby and my partner in business and life. He is a holistic health coach and an entrepreneur. He's also a business coach, an athlete, and he has been coaching people around the world in business and in health. So today we have a very, very special topic that we want to talk about. It's called fixed versus growth mindset. So welcome, Nathan. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure. We are so excited to have you here. And I'm excited to be here. And this happens to be your favorite topic. So it is. I'm, I'm all super excited to hear more about it. Great. So tell me something like, you know, what is the difference between fixed and growth mindset? <clears throat> well, I think the first thing is understanding what a mindset is, right? So, so you have a fixed growth mindset, you have a, you have a growth mindset. But I think the first thing to understand is what, what a mindset is, right? So the way that I define a mindset is it's, it's a set of beliefs that determine what you think is possible for you. And so I think it's important to understand where that comes from. So I think about it in two ways. One is it's a set of beliefs that determines what's possible for you. And then I also believe that it's like the way that you see the world as either a friendly place or a dangerous place or something that a view of life as something that happens to you, right? It's you're sort of a, you're sort of a passive recipient to what happens to you in your life, or it's something that happens for you. And it's sort of a creative, it's a creative process. So I think of that in terms of, of mindset. I think it's important to understand that because inside of the, the fixed mindset is actually a belief that you're born a particular, you're born a particular way and you either have skills or you don't, you have talents or you're, or, or you don't. And that you sort of, you are a particular way, right? You have a, a set IQ, you have a certain, you have a certain range of possibilities that's determined um, when you're, when you're born. And a growth mindset is a belief that it doesn't matter sort of where you're born or who you are, what your race, religion, creed, whatever, ethnicity, that there is always a capacity to learn and grow and develop any sort of skill set um, based on hard work and that type of thing. So it's a belief that who we are is actually malleable. It's, it's, it's changeable. And so it's, it's important, I think, to understand what a mindset is and then, and then the difference between those, between those two things. So does that make you, sense? Yes, it does. So have you seen this play out in your own life? Well, I think, um, I mean, I think we all have a particular identity, right? So that's sort of the story that we have about who we are. And most of the time, okay, this is not, it's, we're not conscious of the, of, the, of the identity that we have for ourselves, right? We grow up in a particular family. Like you guys are from India, I'm from the US. Like right off the bat, there's gonna be an immediate cultural interpretation of what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman, what our roles are. Um, and then inside of that, you know, you can grow up in, let's say an upper class, middle class, lower class. And then there's a particular interpretation of what type of person grows up and these different socioeconomic situations. And then there's, you know, things that happen to us that we're young, you know, abuse or love, um, you know, things happen to us in our life when we fail, um, things like that, right? Where there's, there are things that happen to us and there's sort of unconscious decisions that we make about who we are. And then these decisions that we make about who we are become unconscious and then they give us this sort of set of what we think is possible for us based on that and i think awareness of 
that that is the case is important for you to be able to change from the fixed to the growth mindset. So I think in my own life, because I, I actually grew up, so one of the advantages that I think that I have in life has nothing to do with my, my, my race or where I grew up or anything. Like obviously those things do come with certain advantages, but I think the biggest one is my, I think I was parented well. <laughs> I think my parents instilled in me from a very young age, this belief that, you know, you can kind of, you can do anything and that you're amazing and that we love you no matter what, this type of thing. So, but I do think that I have in my, if I look back at my childhood, there's sort of areas where I've had a fixed mindset and I've had a growth mindset. You know, as, as entrepreneurs, I think we have to have a kind of, a kind of growth mindset that's built in um, because a fixed mindset person will not risk anything at all. So if there's a possibility of them looking bad, if there's a possibility of failure, they, they won't engage in a particular activity like that because that fit they feel like that failure means something about who they are whereas when you have a growth mindset like a more entrepreneurial mindset you understand that failure is actually part of the growth it's part of the process and that you need you actually need failure so i think in my own life um being an athlete you know going into business with for myself as at a pretty young age there was a lot of growth mindset in that. Um, but as you guys know, you know, I also along the way developed a, a, a alcoholism. So I had a particular relationship to alcohol that I used to numb unpleasant feelings about myself, right? So there was some, there was some belief about myself that I felt there was something that was not changeable about me that was bad, wrong, negative, something like that, right? And the way that I, the way that I numbed that feeling was through the use of alcohol. And so I can see that, you know, going through that, that period of my life as, a, as an area where I was really fixed about that. Like I really believed that there was some sort of gene or some sort of trait. There was something that I did not have control over that was like inside of me somewhere that made me not have control over my use of alcohol, you know, in comparison to other people. So I can see, I can see that as a fixed area. And then I can also see these other areas of my life where I was, I was, I had a growth mindset. So I don't think that we're fixed or growth in general. I think that we're, we can have a fixed or growth mindset in different areas of our life. And in that area, obviously, the more personal development that I've done and the more that I understand that our, who we are for ourselves, our identities are completely made up, right? Then I learned, oh, there, there's nothing wrong with me. I just, I just had a behavioral pattern that, that turned into a physical dependency that then created you know, this way of thinking. And then once I realized that, you know, all of these negative stories that I was making up about what alcoholism means about me or whatever. Once I realized that wasn't true, then I've, I've been able to take the growth mindset into that area. And now I'm not an alcoholic anymore. <laughs> so I've been able to take, you know, I've been able to use that. Does that make sense? You can see that, see those, how they play out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like even in my own life, I can see that there are areas where I would be like fixed about certain things, especially if I, if I have no experience of ever like doing work in that field, then I'd right. be like, oh, maybe I can't just do that, you know? But then right. there are areas where it's like constantly you're just growing constantly. I'm like, you know, taking action and it's okay. And you know, you just know that, okay, yeah, you can grow. So, so what strategies would you give someone if they are like, say, in some area of their life, they're in a fixed mindset. So what strategies can they use to actually, you know, change from that to move into growth mindset? Okay, that's obviously that's very important, right? Because just knowing something makes it makes no difference. Um, so the first thing that I would say is read or listen to whatever you like the audiobook called mindset by carol dweck mm -hmm. i i personally believe that it's like the most important book that i've ever i've ever read because it was that at at that time 
she actually changed the entire landscape of the psychological tradition in the US. So our psychology used to be sort of operate with this, with this belief that people were a particular way. You had a particular personality and then you sort of live inside of that your whole life. And what we've learned through neuroscience is that the brain is, has, has plasticity, which means it can change. You're not, you're not a fixed particular way. And she actually brought that into the field of psychology and changed the landscape. And she had showed the difference between um, the difference between these types of mindsets. So I think that's really, really important. Um, because once you learn, once you learn to identify what a fixed mindset type of thinking is, the best way to cultivate a, a growth mindset is by bringing awareness to when you're in the fixed way of thinking, right? So let me just give an example. If I'm doing something like say I'm playing basketball, right? And I'm playing basketball and I am aware of the fact that I'm not very good at dribbling or shooting or whatever, okay? And then I see someone who is really good at dribbling and shooting, okay? A fixed mindsetted person will see someone that is better at them than something and they will believe that that person has something that they don't have that makes them successful. And therefore, they can't be like that because they don't have that special thing, whatever, that, that talent. It's, it's, it's called the talent myth. Um, and a growth mindsetted person will look at someone who is better at them at something and they'll say, wow, that is amazing, right? If I practice hard every day on my dribbling and my shooting, I can be just like that person. So they say, I can't do that. And then they add the word yet. I can't do that yet. And built into that is the understanding that you can do any, that, that anything is possible through uh, discipline and, and consistency. So that's one way is when you catch yourself saying, oh, I can't do that. Or I'm not, you know, I, I just don't have that ability or whatever. You can actually consciously catch yourself and just add on yet at the end of that sentence and and feel the difference if i say i can't do that yet there's something that happens when you put that yet at the end of the sentence that's very empowering so you can feel that energetically when you do that so, so one is read the book mindset that's that's an amazing one and the second one is under when you understand what the fix how the fixed mindset shows up you can begin to catch when that happens and then ask yourself, how could, how, how would I be able to, how could I see this differently? So like that comparison is a big one. This, this people are on social media and stuff all the time, right? Social media is amazing because it allows for things like this, right? It allows for long distance connection, all of that, but it also creates this really pernicious thing that happens where people will get on Instagram or whatever, and they'll look at somebody's photos, their six pack, their, you know, they'll, they'll get recognition in some way. And if you ever get in the place where you're comparing yourself to somebody else, this is a fixed, this is a fixed mindset, right? Because you diminish yourself in, in comparison to somebody else. And unfortunately, social media, and this has played out, the research has shown that levels of depression, anxiety, um, a lot of these things are going up. And we think there's a very strong correlation between the amount of comparison that's going on through, on through social media and the, and, the, and the decrease in self-esteem that we see with young people today. So that's just something to be aware of as, of, as well, is just when, when, does that, when does that come up for you? And like a lot of times people are not even aware of the fact that they are comparing themselves. Like yeah. It's really important to be able to tell the difference. Like, am I, am I comparing myself where I'm putting myself down when I look at someone's account or am I looking at someone's account and I'm actually getting inspired to be in action, to do something more. Exactly. But it's such a thin line because you could be like, no, I really like this person's account and that's why I'm looking at it. But it matters whether you're looking at it so you can learn and develop yourself or whether you're looking at it and thinking, Oh my God, my life really sucks. There's Look something at all wrong these with people. 
Exactly. Look at all these people. They're doing so much. What's wrong with me? Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's really important. And I think just to add on to that, there's one little thing that's really important that also gets a little bit tricky because I think it's important to understand you're not going to go from fixed to, to growth overnight. Okay, so one dangerous thing that comes in is people will learn the difference between fixed and growth. They'll decide that being in growth mindset is better. And then they'll lie to themselves about having a growth mindset when they don't actually have one. I see this all the time. And I'm also guilty of that. So because you make a value judgment, I don't want to be like that. I want to be like this. So I'm just going to self-identify as somebody who have, has a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And the, the dangerous thing about that is because you now cut off your ability to develop the growth mindset in that area, right? So the other thing that's really important in this area is that you learn, this is the tricky part, you learn to tell, your, to tell the truth about yourself in a way that doesn't incorporate diminishment. So for example, if I know that I'm not maybe the best writer, okay? I wanna be honest with myself about that, but not like I'm a bad writer, but like, hey, I can get better. I, you know, I really need to get better in this area. And this, this, is very, this is very difficult because we actually, I think, not intentionally, but I think we give people the wrong information sometimes. And we just say, you know, be positive, tell yourself good things. And I think that there's an element of denial that comes in to that, where you do want to have this really authentic relationship with being able to take criticism, first of all, from other people and see that as an opportunity. And then also be able to sit down and audit what's, what's true about yourself with the intention not of determining whether you're good or bad in this area, right? Being moral about that, but figure out where you can, where you can put in extra work and develop yourself in, in this area. I think, that's, I think that's really, really important. And I don't think that's a skill that we're giving our, our, our children enough. I think we're, we're teaching kids that, you know, it's, we want to be like just really positive all the time, which is important to be positive. Um, but I think there, there is a level of authenticity that's required where you can, you can just take an honest look at what's going on in a particular area of your life and be willing to say, that's not, a, that's not I, I, I want it to be better than that without meaning that there's something wrong with you. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. In fact, I was, uh, I was listening to this book from, uh, Marie Folio, uh, everything is figure outable, and yeah, she's it was in that or one of her videos. But she talks about how, you know, everyone that is a creative person, you know, and they're creating something of their own, whether it's a digital um, course or what, whatever it is that they're creating. She's a like, creative. People are perfectionists, and a lot of times they really, really are hard on themselves. She's like a really good point to start is just remember that when you start, you are really not, your first work is not going to be your best work and just exactly. put it out there <laughs> yeah. and don't yeah. expect that it will ever be your, your first work will never ever be your best work. So yeah. don't worry about making it perfect. Just put it out there. And then as you go through it, it will get better. Exactly. And if you think about, this is, it's very interesting that you say that, right? Because you can see how kids oftentimes have a pure growth mindset. And then the fixed mindset is something that's learned over time because we, we feel the discomfort of failing or someone says something about us, you know, you're stupid or you're shy. And we make that, but we, 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 we just accept that as true. And, mm -hmm. but you think about kids, you know, you, we, as human beings, we wouldn't be able to walk and ride bikes if we had a fixed mindset about, you know, feeling, looking bad when we, when we fall over, when we're learning to walk or, you know, falling over on a bike, things like that, you know. Kids have this pure growth mindset where they don't have this relationship to failure where it's a governor on what they are willing to do because they're afraid to look bad or whatever. So that's, that's a really great, yeah, that's a really great example of you know of of that because the key is you know just like riding a bike you're going to fall over 
And as long as you're willing to understand before you start any project that it's going to get bad <laughs> before it gets better, and that that doesn't mean anything about who you are as a human being, right? Then you have so much freedom just to fail because failing is such an important part of our growth and development as human beings. And this is one of the areas where I feel really concerned about the cultural narrative around protecting people from um, unpleasant experiences. Uh, because I really do believe that like if I think if you or anybody thinks back on their life in areas where they really grew, it's when you went through difficult times and you use that as a catalyst to grow or, you know, it's in those times where you have a real opportunity to grow. And if we are only willing to go and do things that we're comfortable with or we know that we're going to be safe when we do them, we're going to end up with a life that's not inspiring to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely remember, you know, most things that I'm really good at doing now, even, uh, even as a teacher, when I first started, I was really not good. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was like all over the place to try to get little kids to tidy up their own stuff was like a complete joke to me. But because I kept doing it, I just kept getting better and better and better to the point where it got, you know, so good that I just tell the kids to do that and they just happily do it. No problem. You know? And I think like when I look at anything right now that I'm really good at, it's literally something that I have put in a lot of time developing myself in, you know, there are very few things that, I'm good at just because I'm just naturally talented at it. Because I just like you were talking about stories, you know, I can remember that I had this whole story that I'm shy. And mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't, back then I couldn't talk in front of more than two people at a time. If there's two people there in the room, I would be so paranoid that they're going to judge me that I couldn't really speak up, you know. I'd just completely mm -hmm. keep everything to myself. And it was very uncomfortable for me if they're asking me for my opinion on something, because especially something personal. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was like over time, because I kept working on this area and I kept developing myself, developing my, um, you know, public speaking skills. It's come to the point now, it doesn't even occur to me as something that I would ever be worried about or scared about. It's just so natural for me to just be able to communicate what I need to communicate with confidence and coming from my heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can see that sense uh, that basically in every area of my life. Yeah. Yeah, and, if, and, and to, toot, to kind of toot you, you, you and Deep's horn a little bit, if you think about, if you think about your life right it's it's not common for you know two young women that come from india to have the the courage or the guts to be able to leave india and go to for example new zealand you guys went to new zealand with no no job <laughs> and you were sleeping basically like in a basement with a little tiny window right no no job and no prospects you know and 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 for the your ability to be able to go out and do that and then and then make it right you now have a self you now have a self affirming experience in your life where you know that you can go out and do something that you that you don't know how you're going to do it but you just you just commit to doing it and you go out and you make it you make it happen these are the types of things that are very formative for us as human beings where we go out and do these things. Now, I will share with you, I've never thought about this before, but I, when I introduced you guys to the entrepreneurial business that we're doing at the moment, right? You're both teachers. And what immediately was there for you was, we're not business people, we're teachers, right? We can't do that because it wasn't, it wasn't consistent with your identity, right? However, you know, I don't know if you've thought about this before, but because you had already moved the mate, made the move from India to New Zealand, you'd already embarked on a journey and done something that was way outside your comfort zone and made it work. 
there's a very good chance that you've been able to make this transition from teacher to entrepreneur because of this experience that you've had in the past and the evidence that you got for yourself at the level of your own identity that you can do things that feel impossible for you or you can do things that are outside of your comfort zone. And um, yeah, so just to kind of toot your horn, that just occurred to me. You know, you guys have been a living example of a growth mindset in that area, you know, and I'm sure you can find areas in your life where you're also fixed as well. But that's, that's the type of uh, example in life that's, that's so important that we do do those things because that's, I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably grown and developed yourself over the last, you know, five, six years so much inside of that commitment to growing. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, you just said that, you know, there are areas where you could be fixed and growth. Like in the business journey, it's like you are dealing with failure almost every other day because you're taking action. (laughs) It's like you always have to constantly think about, okay, like, you know, oh, like there was, there was time, you know, this business has skills like any other business. Mm-hmm. When I was like, you know, just having to contact with, you know, get in touch with new people. It was like, oh my gosh, this is just too much. But I've done it for so much, so many, like, you know, put in so many hours into this. Now that just seems like, oh, that's not the hard part. Now what's the next thing? So it's like constantly exactly. up with like, you know, okay, what's the next thing? And it's always, it's a very growing field. And it's mm-hmm. like you're constantly bumped into failures and for a lot of people they find it so hard to actually keep going when it's like you know (laughs) when it's like okay every day and then there are people that tell you no I'm not interested and then there are people that say okay yeah I'm interested so you're constantly living in that you know a world of this Mm -hmm. jumping from fixed to growth growth to fixed and then you're like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not for me. And maybe it's for me. Yay, today is a good day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, so what do you say to that? Like, you know, how, how can somebody who's just started in their entrepreneurial journey be mindful, but at the same time, actually enjoy the journey? Like, yeah, you know? that's a, yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the most important things is to surround yourself with people who are also doing the same thing, right? It's going to be really hard for you to have a massive transformation in your life and make a big shift in some area. If you have people constantly telling you, don't do that, don't do that, play it safe, don't do that, play small, don't do this, you know, that are like conspiring against you being small. Okay. It's going to be very difficult. So whereas if you're surrounded by people who say, you know what, that's going to be hard, but that's going to be amazing. That's a great challenge. You should do, you know, you should do that. You know what, it might be difficult, but I know that you can do it. I believe in you like this. If you have people that are constantly reinforcing your decision, then it makes the journey a lot more difficult. I'm sorry, a lot more, a lot more, a lot easier. Um, And then you also seeing other people struggle (laughs) is weirdly um, helpful as you go along the way, because sometimes we convince ourselves that our pain or our struggle is like unique to us. We somehow, you know, we somehow have a really unique um, relationship to to suffering. And that's just not true. You know, we all, we all struggle along this, along this path. And so having other people that, that you can go through the ups and downs with is, is really, is really important. So I think, But what you said, I think, is really important. Like, even if you look at your life now, right, you guys have just embarked on this journey of becoming personal trainers. I'm sure that if I asked you two years ago, uh, whether you believed me, whether in two years time, if I told you you were going to be a personal trainer, you would be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. But here you are along the way. And I know that it sucks every day when you wake up and you have to go through that material. And it's challenging because part of your identity is not yet aligned with I am personal trainer. But as you go along this process and every time you feel like I can't do this and then you do it anyway, your muscle gets stronger in terms of this process. And so you just have people that push you and then you have an 
you a, a willingness to keep going through the discomfort, then what happens is, you know, maybe it's two months from now, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, your identity of I am personal trainer will become, that will become true for you. And now everything will change because you're, you're, you're now communicating from this is who I am. But to make that identity change requires a lot of getting over these, you know, these daily challenges. Mm -hmm. So having a mentor is something that's extremely important, right? Having, having someone who's gone through what, what you're going through now and has come out on the other end and they can show you, they can dangle the carrot and show you, you know, just keep coming, just keep coming is, is really important. So I think all of those things are, are really challenging because the truth is being, especially if you're talking about being an entrepreneur, um, it's freaking hard, <laughs> you know? And if you don't have those things set up and you're just relying on your own default mentality, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna come up short. It's too painful. <laughs> yes, I can see that. Like, you know, I've, I've been like, you know, since we started this journey, we all have been working together. Like you, me, Simmer, William, Regina, like Daniel, we all have been working together and growing together through ups and downs. And I can see that has played a huge part in us being able to keep being on this journey and growing at the same time, rather than just throwing in the towel at one point and being like, this is just too much. And just going another way. So yeah, definitely surrounding ourselves with people that are going to push you and you know have you be your best self. It's 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 really important. Exactly, and a lot of times you'll you'll pick people up and help them through re really difficult times, and you may not know when it is or how it will happen, but you know when you go through this with other people, they will turn around and pick you up one day you know i know that as we've been going through this you know i have more experience in business or whatever and i've been able to really i've been able to really help you guys through some difficult times and help you through some mindset shifts and the reality is you know there were times when i wasn't sure what my future was going to be hold you know i almost didn't get married to simmer because i i, I really truly believed that i was going to ruin her life because of the alcohol thing. And you guys were such a source of love along the way, letting me know that we believe in you and we love you and you're, you're, you're amazing just the way that you are. And at some point I, I just, I finally believed you. And now, you know, people that meet me now, they wouldn't, they can't believe that that's, I went through that, but I did. And it was real, <laughs> you know, there were dark times, but you guys helped me through that. So having having that support system is so important yes definitely so is there are there some like daily practices that someone can do to keep because you know it's one thing to understand the conversation of whether i have a fixed or a growth mindset that okay i can definitely mm -hmm. understand that this is what it is but how do i bring it into my daily life like is there a uh, daily ritual or is there something I can do every single day to keep bringing more of that awareness into my life uh, to make sure that because you always want to keep identifying areas right it's like just what you said earlier that <laughs> there are people that would identify as I have a growth mindset and I don't need to keep worrying about this anymore, which is again, fixed mm -hmm. mindset, right? It's really easy to sort of get lost in that um, yep. fixed growth kind of circle. So what yep. can someone do uh, every day to bring more awareness into this? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think I, I, this is where I believe that humility really comes into the process as well and, and cultivating being a lifelong learner so having having creating the identity for yourself that who i am is a learner right they, it's kind of a white man in 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 martial arts they call it a white belt mentality which means even if you're a black belt you approach this every interaction as an ability to you know like there's an opportunity to learn and i think if you are ever around masters of anything whether it's mindfulness meditation yoga uh, any sort of skill, the people who are the best 
they don't need to talk about it. They don't need to show people, right? It, it's there. There's a certain humility and and a, and a always wanting to learn more that's there. So, I think one of the things that's the most important in terms of daily stuff is first of all personal development. I know you guys. I know you guys know me. I'm you know I have my my headphones in when I'm when I'm cooking, when I'm running, when I'm doing my fitness, when I'm cleaning. You know if I'm if I'm you know just doing anything that's like menial task, right? I always have my personal development in. And then there's time set aside every day for personal development. So listening to audiobooks, um, listening to people who embody this type of mentality, that type of thing. Um, really, really important. Um, obviously, uh, meditation has been a huge part of my life. Um, specifically because it requires the practice of mindfulness, which means paying attention to your thinking. Okay. <clears throat> I don't think of meditation as the, you know, the desire to empty your mind. Okay. You might get there at some point, but I think of mindfulness as paying attention to what you're doing. And that's so important because if you can practice, you know, when you meditate, it actually builds your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your mind that is that, that, that you can become conscious of. It, it, it has your executive functions, which are the functions that control the rest of it, that, if that makes sense. And going, doing meditation is like going to the gym for that, part of your, for that part of your mind. So the more that you can be aware of your thinking, the, the more conscious it is and, and the less that you're just operating out of your unconscious programs. So developing that, that capacity is really important. Um, the, other thing, the other thing that I think is really important is making sure that you communicate with the people that are in your life that you know and trust, that you want them to tell you the truth <laughs> and that you're okay with a criticism and that you want them to be honest with you instead of sugarcoating things. Um, I think it's important to cultivate relationships like that. Um, at least one or two people in your life where you know that they're going to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Um, so that I feel like that's really important. Um, it's kind of associated with the mindfulness as well, but you have these things called emote, like emotional triggers. So there will be areas in your life where you're so fixed because of things that have happened to you in your past that you may not have conscious control over your, your, your emotional or physiological reaction, right? So pay attention to the times in your life when you, you, you all of a sudden feel really low really quickly because this is an area where it's not like there's, there's nothing wrong. But now you can start realizing, oh my God, there, it just happened again. As soon as you catch it, you're now developing the ability to lessen the intensity of that trigger because you're disassociating it with you know, who you think that you are. So being really conscious of these really strong emotional triggers is something that's, something that's really important. And you know, obviously the meditation, things like that can, can help with that. Um, you know, obviously we, we met, we met on a landmark program with like personal development course. So personal development courses are, are really, are really important. So can you give us an example of a trigger and how that is a fixed mindset? Yeah. So I'll just speak for myself. So um, sometimes when, when someone shares something with me that, is not, um, it's not congratulatory, right? Or they say, they, they say this, you know, you did something wrong here. Oftentimes I will feel almost an immediate sense of like deflating, like shrinking right away. Okay. Now I don't know. I, I don't know when that got conditioned in, into me. Right. And it doesn't matter. All that matters now is that I pay attention to when that happens. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll do the courses and stuff and they'll say, you know, go back into your past and figure out when, when it first started happening, the decision that you made. You know, I, I do think that there's some merit in that. Um, 
But ultimately, what, ha what matters is what's happening right now, in the moment, in the moment, in the moment. And so it, when you train yourself to be aware of this, you will, you will feel when you shrink. And you can stop and you can say, okay, whoa, what, what just happened there? I just, made, I just made something that happened mean something about who I am. And this is, this is the area that's the most important, is just paying attention to when that shrink happens so that you can literally recondition. You can, you can recondition your mind in a different way. Because the, the, the growth mindset, really, the, one of the fundamental beliefs is it doesn't, it's not what happens to you in your life. It's how you respond to what happens, right? You have 100% control over what happens. You have very little control over what actually happens like the 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 circumstances of of your of your life so um yeah that's that's something that happens for me um another thing is when i feel disrespected if i feel like someone is um actually now i'm much more open to criticism so that that happens less but it it still it still happens a lot when i feel like someone is talking down to me so someone might say, hey, you, you, you didn't do a very good job here. And that generally doesn't get me too, too hot and bothered anymore. I've, I've developed that area of myself usually. But when, people, when I feel like people are talking down to me, this is a really big trigger for me. So what immediately comes up for me is don't you can talk to me like that. And when, when that happens, oftentimes I feel my, my, my body will get hot. And I can feel an immediate desire to speak and to be defensive instead of ask questions. And here's when I know, woo, I'm triggered, boy. And so when that happens, okay, now it's, real, it's a real opportunity for me to pay attention to that. So we all have different triggers. Sometimes it's to attack and sometimes it's to shrink. Um, so it will show up different ways for everyone. But anytime you're reacting very strongly to some sort of external stimulus in your life, you know that you have some sort of fixed mindset trigger happening. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to like see how, say for example, if someone is talking down to you and that's mm -hmm. a trigger for you and it really gets you defensive. So mm -hmm. how would you say is that a fixed mindset? So it's fixed because, because I believe that I, that there's, that, that they're saying something about me, that there's something, that there's something about me that is reacting to what they're saying. So for example, if someone said, you know, you're, you, you know, if someone says to me, you know, you're, you're an idiot or you do, you do something like that. Right. If I was in a growth mindset, that wouldn't affect me. Because I would just get, okay, that's their point of view. Or I could say, look, I don't think that's true, but can you tell me more about that? Because there's, there's probably some truth in what this person is saying. People don't just say things that have no truth in them very often. So if I'm in a growth mindset, I'm curious, just out of curiosity, like I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't believe what you just said, but can you share with me a little bit more about why, you, why you're saying that? Um, because the, you know, the, the belief there is that there's something that you can probably take away from this situation that could be, that could be potentially helpful. Whereas the fixed mindset is immediately like either they, I believe this person is a particular way. They are that way, or there's something about me that, you know, that's fixed that I now need to defend something like that in the growth mindset. There's never anything to defend because life is always happening for you. Every, everything that happens in your life, you are, you are responsible for in some way, and it's an opportunity to grow. So someone is saying words, and then I'm either attaching a negative meaning, which comes from the fixed mindset, or I'm, I, I have openness to what's coming to me, and that, that's, that's from the growth mindset. Mm. Yeah, so like the negative meaning would typically be either belief that you hold about yourself which yes. gets triggered so if someone talks down to you and you feel like they're saying you're an idiot and if you have a belief that you might be then of course you want to actually defend yourself in that moment yes. but 
if yeah. you're clear, it's kind of like, you know, if you're already tall and someone says, oh, you're a dwarf, that would have no trigger at all because you'd be like, yeah, oh, you'd be like okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that, that doesn't even register me, register for me as possible. Can you, can you please share with me what would make you say something so strange? <laughs> but yeah, if someone says you're an idiot, so you can look back in your life, right? If that triggers you, then there's a good chance if you kick a chair or you drop something. I can promise you that what immediately comes up for you automatically is probably, God, I'm such an idiot, right? And that's a small thing. And it doesn't mean that you walk around saying to yourself that I'm an idiot all the time. But there is some sort of unconscious belief in there where, you know, you're stupid or there's something, you know, in that area. So that when someone else says it, it actually triggers your belief. It has nothing to do with what they're saying. It's, it's your belief that gets triggered. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. If I'm tall and someone says that I'm short, I'll be like, what are you talking about? If, you know, if someone says you're an idiot and I don't believe that, it's like, well, why would you, okay, why would you say that? And if, if just one more thing um, in terms of resources, I don't know if people, you know, obviously people listening to this, there's another book called Grit by Angela Duckworth, where she kind of takes the research from Carol Dweck's mindset book and, um, she bears it out in terms of real life examples. And she has this word grit that she coined, which she says is a combination of passion, passion and persistence. And what she shows is at, at the, at the, is it the Citadel? No, the, whether it's the West Point, which is like the highest uh, army cadets in, in, in the US, or athletes or these top performing CEOs at all these different corporations. She goes out and she um, tests what makes people successful. And more than talent, more than IQ, more than anything, when they, took, when they did these tests, what they found was the thing that made people successful um, more than anything else was this formula that she called grit, which is the, 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 the passion and the persistence to overcome challenges and that oftentimes in a in a counterintuitive way but it makes sense if you think about it people that have a lot of talent oftentimes over time in their life they will they'll get beat by people who are much grittier people that have more perseverance because they will develop their skill set until they over they, they they surpass the person who has talent but because the person has talent they think that there's something special about them and that they'll just naturally be able to do these things. They don't spend time developing these skill sets. And so their talent will level out. Whereas somebody that maybe starts down here because of their growth mindset, they're constantly working harder. They will actually surpass someone who has uh, superior talent. So the growth mindset doesn't believe that we're all just, we, we all start at zero and everybody's a blank state, that blank slate, okay? It doesn't believe that. There is something called IQ and there is something called talent. And sometimes people are born with more or less of these things. But what, what's important is your relationship to that and the belief that if you put in hard work over time, you can develop yourself um, almost infinitely. I think I have this book. I haven't started it yet, but I might just do that. The, the grit, the second one that you were sharing about. Yeah. Well, you can go on YouTube and there, there's, a, there's a short video that talks about, um, you know, what's in it. You can see, you can see what, she, what she says there and see what you think. Okay. And the other book that you were talking about was Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck. Okay. It's called yeah. Mindset. Okay. Yeah, I listened to that book. It's amazing. Incredible. Really amazing. So, Nathan, any last advice for the listeners? My last advice for the listeners is that what is possible for you is beyond anything that you currently think is possible for you right now. And if you really want to live a life where, I'm not talking about, riches and you know monetary success and all those things those things are amazing as well and if you want those you can have them but if you want a life of fulfillment meaning you're proud of 
who you are and what, you, what you've achieved, then really I believe that the growth mindset is the most important thing that any human being can develop because it leads to a life well lived. It leads to fulfillment in what you're, what you're doing because you can be relatively mediocre at something, but if you're trying hard, you're doing your best and you're enjoying the process of growing, it brings you happiness. And if what we're after is happiness in life, then if this is kind of, you hear people say, enjoy the, you know, love the process, not the, not the outcome. This is why, because if you do authentically fall in love with the process of learning and growing, you will live a happy life. <laughs> and if you don't do that, then you're going to, you're going to be frustrated <laughs> for the rest of your life. So what's possible for you is beyond anything that you can, that you can imagine and learn, really learn to um, love challenges and obstacles in your life because it, they're, they're a great source of, of joy. That's amazing, amazing last words of advice. <laughs> so where can everyone connect with you? Where can people find you and connect with you? So you can find me on Instagram um, under Nathan McCullough. And also I have a new Instagram channel called Rising Phoenix Wellness, which is a, uh, a new brand that I'm creating that is for men and around, around this area of recovery. <laughs> we didn't really, I didn't really talk about it much today, but my going through my own recovery process in my own life, plus this ferocious belief that I have that people are capable of anything, I'm really passionate about sharing that message with other men and helping them overcome um you know difficult times in in their life and particularly the area of uh substance abuse and different things like that like going through the process of recovery so rising phoenix wellness is my instagram channel and then i'm on i'm on facebook as nathan mccullough it's nathan mccullough everywhere so twitter instagram facebook all of that youtube awesome we will put that in the show notes thank you so much for today Obviously, we're going to have you again on our show because yes. we have so much to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for your time. This was an amazing conversation and I'm sure that everyone's going to get so much value out of it. You're very welcome. And I will end by saying that I love you both very much. We've been on uh, this journey together for quite a, quite a long time and I've seen you guys grow so much so you really are living embodiments of what's possible when you develop a, a growth mindset so thank you so much for having me on and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again very soon thank you for listening to the glamour and purpose podcast you can find us on instagram and facebook at glamour and purpose you can also get our most popular lifestyle meal plan on our website at www.glamourandpurpose.com. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a review. We will see you on our next episode. Bye for now.